Hey everybody, this is Bria and you're listening to Returning to Love Show, Conversations on A Course in Miracles. This week, Lydia and I are discussing again judgments and forgiveness as always. And she also talks about the concept of self-concept versus self that's discussed in the text of chapter 31. And I talk a little bit about um, my experience with self-medicating with food. So it was a really good episode. We hope you guys enjoy. Stay tuned. We're live. <laughs> good evening, everybody. Um, so sorry we couldn't um, make it on Sunday night. I actually wasn't feeling well. I had kind of a rough few days. So um, thanks for your patience and everything. So we're back tonight. How are you, Lydia? I'm fine. Sorry, y'all. How are you? Cut off my notifications. I'm okay. Like I said, I had a rough few days. <laughs> but I'm okay. I'm here. And um, yeah, it's all forgiveness lessons. It's all forgiveness lessons. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to be like remain centered. I'm not high. I'm not low. I'm just, you just sort of here. Yeah. That's good. I want to stay here. <laughs> That's a good place to be. Mm -hmm. But with life, it kind of ebbs and flows. And mm -hmm. I just, I, I've been listening um, right before we started. Sorry, guys, I can't cut my notifications off. I um, was telling Lydia how I've been listening to uh, Reverend Jennifer Hadley. She's a course teacher. She does the podcast for Unity FM on living a course with miracles. And um, she has been talking about like the ways that we self-medicate, mm -hmm. how we do that in order to self-sabotage. And it's been, I've been listening to it a lot because I'm trying to get over my thing with food. And uh, Lydia, did we lose you again? Lydia was having some technical difficulties, guys, before we started. So she'll hopefully be back on shortly. Um, but yeah, so my thing is food. And it's, it's funny because that's always been my family's thing. Um, my grandmother has some of the same struggles in her life. And then uh, my mom, my mom's sister's. Um, me, it just, we all kind of use food to kind of self-medicate. And even like when we would get together, all of us, from the time when I was little and we used to go to my grandparents' house, um, it's always been about the food. <laughs> we would always have food and get together. And so we use food for comfort. Um, food when we're stressed, food when we're sad, food when we're upset. I even eat when I'm like angry. <laughs> so I've been um, sort of confronting that 
and trying to work through that um, because I am on this path where I'm trying to get more healthy and uh, do better for myself. Lydia, I'm not sure if you're, you can hear me, but your picture's going in and out. Oh, there you are. Oh, you're gone again. <laughs> so yeah, for me, for trying to get towards this path of being healthier, um, I'm really wanting to conquer uh, the reasons why I self-medicate. And uh, one good thing, like Jennifer, Reverend Jennifer Hadley, she mentioned a lot of things that um, people do to self-medicate. One that I hadn't even thought about was like television. A television is a form of self-medication for some people. And I think I struggle with that one as well. I don't watch it as much as I used to, but when I do watch, like I binge and I do do it to self-sabotage. Like when I know that I'm supposed to be working on something that I might have a little bit of fear or angst about or a little anxiety about, I can start binging <laughs> or something. So anyway, those are two things that um, I've been kind of dealing with these past few days, sort of confronting that. And then I had a lot of stuff come up with that. So Lydia is texting me that her internet connection is kind of going in and out. She doesn't think it's good enough, so we might just have to carry on without her tonight. But anyway, I wanted to start uh, with a meditation. And so we're going to go with, let me change the screen until she comes back on. If she comes back on. I have been reading this book. Um, you might have heard of it. It's called Love Without Conditions. And it's by Paul Farini. And it's a really good book. Um, I can't remember when I first heard of it a few years ago. Uh, somebody I follow had quoted something from it. And I was like, oh, I have to get that book. So I did get it back, back then. But it's one of those that I picked up, put down, picked up, put down, and never finished. So I kind of picked it up a couple days ago. I, I guess it's just what I needed at this point time or whatever so it's a part portion of it I wanted to read tonight for our meditation and it is on page 50 it's in the chapter also titled love without conditions and the meditation I want to start with the experience of unconditional love begins in your heart not in someone else's don't make your ability to love yourself conditional on someone else's ability to love you. Don't place your faith in the conditions that surround love or in the form in which it presents itself. For these are impermanent and subject to the vicissitudes of everyday life. Real love does not change. It exists independently of the form through which it expresses. The source of this eternal, omnipresent, formless love is within you. This is where your faith must be placed, for this love is as certain as anything you will ever know. And once it is firmly established in your heart, you will never need to look for happiness outside of yourself. So anyway, I just love that. I'm not finished with the book yet, but so far it's just a really beautiful, wonderful read. Um, I'll read the back cover to you as well. 
and it's, I am the door to love without conditions. I have told you that no matter how many times you have refused to enter the sanctuary, you have only to knock and the door will be open to you. I have said to you, ask and it shall be given you, but you refuse to believe in me. You think that someone is counting your sins, your moments of indecision, or recalcitrance. Not sure if I'm pronouncing that right, but it is not true. You are the only one counting. I say to you, brother, stop counting. Stop making excuses. Stop pretending that the door is locked. I am here at the threshold. Reach out and take my hand, and we will open the door and walk through together. I am the door to love without conditions. When you walk through, you too will be the door. So anyway, I just absolutely, absolutely love that. And I highly, highly recommend this book um, for anyone who's interested. It's, um, it's not a course book per se, but the teachings in it align with the course's teaching. So it's called Love Without Conditions. And it starts off with Reflections of the Christ Mind. So it was very inexpensive from what I remember. Um, most of the time I buy my books off Amazon. Occasionally I do go to the bookstore. I don't get to the bookstore a whole lot anymore ever since they closed Borders. That was my absolute all-time favorite bookstore. But um, yes, highly recommended. Um, the second part of the meditation I wanted to read was just a truly helpful prayer from the course text. Um, if you have the course with you, it's in chapter two, titled The Separation and Atonement. On the combined volume, it's on page 28, and it's in section 18. And it's, I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So I love that too. And I think I, it goes right along with those lines I read from Paul Ferrini's book. And just remind, remind you that you don't walk alone. You don't do this alone. You're not alone. And so with me and my um, kind of looking at the ways I self-medicate, that's been really good reminder for me to remind myself that it's, I don't do it alone. So then I don't feel, sometimes we feel like maybe our addictions are more powerful than we are. Really, there's nothing more powerful than you are because God's power is within you. So just reading things like that just kind of remind me of who I am and whose I am and that I don't do this alone. So anyway, I just wanted to share those two things as we started out this evening. I'm gonna text Lydia really quick, see if she thinks she's gonna get back on. Um, if not, we'll just go ahead and continue. Yeah, we might. I know tonight she had, she's saying she's on now, but for some reason I can't see or hear her. 
It might be because we're already broadcasting. I'm not sure. So, it does kind of look like she's on, but nope, can't see her. So, guys, what we may end up doing is just ending this broadcast briefly and then starting another one because she says she looks like she's on. So, I'm going to probably end this one and then we'll try again in just a minute or two. So, we'll be right back. Hello again. <laughs> We're going to try this again. We got Lydia back. So hopefully hey guys. all is well. We forgive this broadcast. <laughs> <laughs> and the previous one. Um, yeah, absolutely. So um, I'm trying to think of what I was talking about before I rebooted the part. Oh, I had just, I, I, I did the meditations for the beginning. I okay. read that. Um, okay. The Paul Farini quote that I wanted to from Love Without Conditions and the, you know, the truly helpful prayer from the text. Oh, yes. I love that. I'm here only to be truly helpful. truly helpful. Yes, I did those two and they both tied together. And I was just saying how both of those for me have been helpful because and sometimes when we have um, addictions or whatever, sometimes we think the addictions are more powerful than we are or something mm -hmm. that's just a reminder for one it's nothing more powerful than you are because you're with god and everything mm -hmm. and then also that you don't walk alone you don't do it alone you know mm -hmm. is with you god is with you so those are mm -hmm. just um some things that i've been leaning on these past couple days because uh for me my forgiveness lessons for this week have all been kind of surrounding the judgments that I have of myself <sighs> or beating myself up when I the whole food thing and the you know how I get and like even today like I had an awful day where <laughs> I, I left my ATM card in the ATM machine and my bank called me as soon as I left and I'm like okay I will turn right around and get it they're like unfortunately man we have to destroy it all this stuff, and I literally had no gas and was on my way to the gas station. Anyway, just a whole little rabbit hole of negativity that I went down and just, um, I ended up going to KFC <laughs> once I got my a new card and all of that stuff situated. And I was like, uh, how did I end up here? I've been doing so good. And so then I had to kind of check myself for judging myself, which I often do when it comes to health or exercise or eating right. I can't really get into the um, mode of when I kind of beat myself up about it. And I realized that's kind of a family thing because I talked about it a little bit when you were off, Lydia, how my family self-medicates with food. It did start like from my grandmother to my aunts, my mom, not as bad as me or my aunts or my grandmother, I think, but um, my my grandmother and one of my aunts for sure ate themselves to death pretty much all their, mm. yeah. And it was just for sadness, for depression, for loneliness, grief, um, even anger. We always turn to food for our comfort. And that's been for as long as I can remember. 
So just trying to heal that, going through this process of trying to heal that, and then just becoming very aware of the judgments that I have for myself in dealing with that. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of what I was talking about, because that's kind of been my forgiveness lessons from, from the, for the week. Yeah. Um, and and week. that broke brought back um, a situation that I remember. This was back in 2011. And I was binge eating and like I was, this was an episode where I was binge eating and I was full, like I wasn't hungry, but I just kept eating and eating and I was crying and it became so clear to me. And this is either, this happened either right before I started A Course in Miracles or um, right before or like when I just started reading it. And I, it was so clear to me that I was trying to fill a hole, an emptiness that was inside of me, uh, which, it, which was the feeling of separation from God and this loneliness um, that, that comes from believing that we're separate from him. And so I realized that, you know, as I studied A Course in Miracles more, that I was trying to um, grab hold of something outside of myself to fill that hole inside of me. But of course it doesn't work. Never. Because nothing here is real. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I've experienced, you know, seeking comfort from food and how it just, like the next day you're hungry again. Like you're, there's still that hole. So, even it's if really it's the ego scammer, sometimes uh-huh. it's later on that hour. But what I was saying too, what I found interesting with what she said is most people, when they hear self-medicating, they think food, alcohol, sex, drugs, those kind of things. She was talking about how even television. Is oh yeah, medicating. Yeah. Yep. And yeah. I was like, I can, I can see when I do that. Sometimes I self-sabotage, and I know I'm supposed to be working on something. And next thing I know, I'm binging something that I'm like, why am I watching this now? It's been off for a year. But it's, I think that's part of my way to self-sabotage because she talks about how people self-medicate as a form of self-sabotage. When maybe I have some fear to do something or some angst or anxiety around it, I go, you mm-hmm. know, self-medicate instead of dealing with it. Yeah, any kind of addiction, really. I think even people who are like addicted to work. Oh yeah, like they're always working and trying to fill a void. That that, that's and and fill a void and sometimes also avoid something else that they don't want to face or Mm -hmm. deal with. Absolutely, absolutely. So, what about your week? What kind of came up for you this past week? What I've really been uh, dealing with for the past week has been the idea of the self-concept versus self, the true self. And I'm going to be referencing chapter 31, section Mm 5. And I just want to start out with a quote, um, some sentences from paragraphs 1 and 2. Uh, The first one, the building of a concept of the self is what the learning of the world is for. This is its purpose, that you come without a self 
and make one as you go along. And by the time you reach maturity, you have perfected it to meet the world on equal terms, at one with its demands. A concept of the self is made by you. It bears no likeness to yourself at all. It is an idol made to take the place of your reality as son of God. And then I wanna to jump to paragraph seven and quote this. Are learned, they are not natural. Not one of them is true. And many come from feverish imaginations, hot with hatred and distortions of fear. The concept of the self has always been the great preoccupation of the world. And everyone believes that he must find the answer to the riddle of himself. Salvation can be seen as nothing more than the escape from concepts. Mm. And so salvation at, at being the escape from concepts. So that's what I've really been thinking about for the past um, week. You know, our reality as the son of God is complete oneness. There's no separation, no division, which is what love is. And of course, the miracles talks about how the nature of reality in heaven is totally abstract, which is foreign to us because there are no differences in heaven, no divisions, no forms, no shapes, no words or language, because there's nothing to talk or think about. So the concepts of the world, because everything is a con concept here, that's how we uh, form ideas and that's how we communicate. But right. the course is saying that they're all lies. Uh, in another part of the course, it says, words are but symbols of symbols, twice removed from reality. And so when we believe the meanings we give to words and the concepts and forms of the world, we are actually deep in insanity and delusion because we are choosing against truth, which is oneness. And we inevitably experience the consequences of this choice that come from denying who we really are as God's one son. And the consequences are shame, guilt, and fear of punishment. Because there's no, and there's no safety or peace in a lie or in the world. This sort of goes with what we were just talking about. How right. we look for peace and comfort out in the world and things, whether that be food, alcohol, sex, drugs, money. But the security and the fullness that we seek, like, it, we, we don't really get it from those things. It's just an illusion because the next day we want something else. We think we need something else to feel peaceful. And I've realized that the reason that we all fight so hard to be right in the world is because of this shaky self-image that we have. Like deep down, we know it's not, we know it's not real. And when you think of concepts and how they're just ideas, like there's nothing really real about them, but this is what we build our identity on. And this is what we are built right. our beliefs on. And how we run the world, like think about it. Like and who we are in the world, it's all back to our identity that we attach of who we think we are. Yes. And yes. 
and and if someone is different from us, whether they vote differently, look differently, pray differently, mm-hmm. we look at all of that as a reason to judge. It's all based on our own identification. Yeah, it's all con like wars are fought over concepts, right. concept versus concept. But there's no reality to, to concepts because what is real is eternal and does not change. Exactly. Anything that has form is, is not real. Anything that changes is not real. Anything that moves is not real. It's illusion. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I find myself, like, even though I know these things, I still find, like, that my mind automatically feels like it has to to judge a situation that it has to like my mind is always searching to Depend to name to name that thing and to create like a story around something and mm-hmm. you know I have to be right about it because <laughs> you know that's how I that that's what what makes me me like I have to name this this and this I have to prove differences that's what concepts do mm-hmm. um uh, it's funny because the other point. night, my friend, our friend, was showing me, she's on Tinder, trying to date now. Oh. And uh, she's showing me pictures of guys asking what I think. Uh-huh. And I'm like, nerd, uh-huh. womanizer, uh-huh. serial killer. And then I had to catch myself like, you know what, I can't, I can't do this because it just, Oh, those judgments just come up so quick and like effortless because that's what we're so programmed to do. Just mm-hmm. judgment, 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 and all of that. Really, me judging them is just based on my own self identity, how I identify myself as mm-hmm. a woman, black, mm-hmm. uh, American, spiritual, whatever. It's, but it's all still judgment. It's absolutely all still judgment. <laughs> and well, and we judge because we want to be separate. But see, the mm-hmm. truth is that, that even the truth is that even though we appear to be separate with the body's eyes, that's why the ego made the body. Um, it's we're we're all one, and so you're really just judging against yourself. Yeah. Um, because it feels scary to let go of your identity oh my gosh scary to let because it's like well who i am i if i'm not this we're infinite love just like everything else but that's another Uh it's hard to accept that truth when we've been operating with concepts and dealing with the it way we identify like, things in the world. Yeah, it feels like certain death is like... Yeah, like you're giving up your existence or something. Yeah, yeah. You know, there's another quote from the Course that says, you think without the ego, all would be chaos, but the truth is, all would be love. Mm-hmm. And um, like last, like I'm involved in Landmark, and so sometimes I help out. Um, like when they need someone to cover like, like to help out in with a production or in the office. And so on Friday, I did a few hours there because um, the main the main girl that um, works in, re- like does reception, she got called from jury duty. 
for jury duty. And so this was my first time like really helping out there without her and like being in charge of reception and, and answering the phone and welcoming people. And my mind was just making up all these stories about what was going to happen and what if this happens and what if uh, that happens. And I almost like made myself sick mm. from it. And somehow like I, I, I thought, cause I thought of, I had to put myself in the position of, of, you know, what, happen what what is actually happening here right now and the versus my story about what what happened yeah um so you know what is actually happening now in front of my face and like when you stay there in that place and you don't go into the story it's amazing how um the mind just it has to calm down. If you can stay in that space of a right now, like the mind, it just it just has to calm down. Anyway, that's what I experienced. And so, yes, I, yeah, I didn't do, I didn't know everything that I needed to do, and I needed help at some spots. But like right without my the present judgment moment, of that, were okay. Yeah, yeah, but. Right. And without my judgments and being in the present moment, I wasn't able to make all these wild judgments and sort of going by, back to what you were saying, like without the judgments, yeah. um, without the judgments, you, you know, there's, what is it? What is life? Well, life is just, you know, what's happening now. Yeah. Slow. And what's happening now is just what's happening now. Yeah. Like there's no story, there's no judgment to make about it. And so it, it's it's like I didn't let, it was let, like my mind was able to, my mind was able to let go of what was happening on the screen of my life, right? Mm -hmm. It's like that passage from the course that says, seek not to change the world, seek to change your mind about the world, right? That escape from concepts, it really is freedom. Mm -hmm. And, and you know what something else that studying the course has done for me it's shortened like the perceived length of time between the choice for the ego that we make moment by moment and the consequences for that because the projected thought of separation which is the world and the illusion of time and in time and space what it does is it fools us into thinking that we can get away from the consequences of our choice for the ego so someone who feels extreme anger and unforgiveness towards one person, they don't connect that with uh, a serious illness that they get 10 years down the road. You see what I'm saying? My mother used we get to always fooled by when we were kids how hate breeds cancer. But not just cancer, but anything related. But any, you carry anything, it doesn't even have to body. be... Right, right. Hey, we carry that you, with us. Because Absolutely. an attack on our brother is an attack on ourselves, even a thought attack. Yeah, exactly. It's all there you about, go. It's all about there it. you go. Mm -hmm. So that's why we're not able to see um, through the illusion of time and space of separation, that projected thought of separation. But the course is helping me to more quickly see that the anxiety and 
unease that I feel is related to my choice for the ego in any given moment. Like I'm much more aware of the cause and its effect. And so I'm really thankful to the course for freeing me, uh, from, for, for helping to free me when I choose the Holy Spirit, for helping to free me from like the prison of, of, of time, like the, the past and being in the past and the future and being able to stay in the present moment. I'm still working on this, but at the times that I'm able to do it and right. I can do that. I know I can do that by choosing the Holy Spirit in the right part of the mind instead of the ego. Uh, and you sort, you're able to, when you do that, you're able to free yourself from the chain of of concepts which which reinforce separation Amen. yeah yeah and just a few more things so when i'm actually when i'm actually able to quiet my mind down at least somewhat <laughs> uh and let go of the story that i'm building around any particular thing right um it feel it feels like this great emotional release and I'm realizing that my attachment to things is really just the insecurity. It stems from the insecurity that comes with denying the truth, which is oneness in favor of the lie of separation. And when we Your deny that truth, identity. the result is suffering. Yeah. Because it's yeah. like you want to be Lydia and everything mm -hmm. you define Lydia as being. Mm -hmm. And, uh, and I, I want to be Bria and everything. I was taught to believe that Bria is and who makes Bria who she is. And it's, mm -hmm. it is, it's difficult to kind of let go of that because it's like, you feel like that's who you are. Even though mm -hmm. you're down, you know better. Mm -hmm. So, it, but in the moment it's like, oh, but if I'm not, if we're one or, or and sometimes when we think, this is when I find it especially hard for me. Mm -hmm. Somebody is like irritating my soul and getting on my nerves or I don't like them. Then then it's really hard for me to uh, think oneness because it's like, uh -uh, <laughs> I'm not, I'm not, I'm not that. I'm not like that. <laughs> I don't behave like that. And I'm not one with that. <laughs> That's mm -hmm. for me is when it's really difficult. Then I just have to remind myself, this is where the, um, Hoping not new. I can never say that word, y'all, but mm -hmm. y'all know what I'm talking about. This is where it come. It's been coming. It's been very helpful to me. Just as a reminder that if it's in my awareness, then I am a hundred percent responsible because I projected it. And that that's like so. When I get like, oh, that person is. What is she doing? And then I have to check myself. If it's in my awareness, I it's you. So what did I do, <laughs> basically? So what what part of me need, that projected that needs to heal? And remind that's been very, very helpful to me because that's the part I was struggling with. It's like, you can think one that's like, I can think I'm one with Lydia because, you know, I love you. You're my sister. But let it be somebody that I don't like. <laughs> one this is in one of the goals in the trash in, in the moment yes then it's like oh no separation i am me she is she or <laughs> so but yeah that's when the hopanu panu i think that's how you say it lord 
I, I, I'm going to get that word sometime before the end of the year. I'm going to have it down. <laughs> but that's when that's been very helpful for me is in those moments, especially when you don't want to be one with certain people that you judge as being this way or this way or this way or this way. Mm-hmm. Reminder that I am 100% responsible because if it's in my awareness that I'm aware of it, then I projected it. That is total responsibility. Uh, yep. That's taking total responsibility. And I'd like to just end, you know, the self-concept versus self thing with like the last couple of, the last paragraph um, from chapter 31, section five. It says, there will come a time when images have all gone by and you will see you know not what you are. It is to this unsealed and open mind that truth returns, unhindered and unbound. Where concepts of the self have been laid by is truth revealed exactly as it is. When every concept has been raised to doubt and question and been recognized as made on no assumptions that would stand the light, then is the truth left free to enter in its sanctuary, clean and free of guilt. There is no statement that the world is more afraid to hear than this. I do not know the thing I am and therefore do not know what I am doing, where I am, or how to look upon the world or on myself. Yet in this learning, salvation is born and what you are will tell you of itself. Amen. Uh Uh So that's something to think about, like that passage of, I do not know what I am Mm -hmm. and and how to look at myself and how to look at what I'm seeing. So, yeah. I love that. Truth comes to an empty mind, free of concepts. Mm -hmm. But boy, we fight for them. Yeah, we do. (laughs) We think that's who we are, even though we know better. It's Mm -hmm. it's hard to let go of those ideas Mm -hmm. about who you are and what makes you you. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Struggle with it, too. But, yeah, the Hapanopano has helped with that a lot. Because it's like, if I see it, I projected it. That's whether right. I like it or not, whether I hate it, whether I'm scared of it, whether I'm disgusted by it, or, you know, whatever it is, I projected it. And, you know, t- taking it from that standpoint, it's been a lot easier for me to to get and, in those moments. And remembering that everything is either an act of love, an expression of love, or a call for it. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Was there anything else you want to talk about tonight? I think that's it for me. Okay. Mm-hmm. Really quick, I'm going to end with the same passage from the book, since you missed it anyway. It's really quick. Uh-huh. So we'll close okay. out with a little meditation of that. So again, it's from Paul Farini's Love Without Conditions book. Mm-hmm. Really beautiful book, short read. As you can see, it's a small book, highly recommended. But this part is from page 50 in the chapter also titled Love Without Conditions. The experience 
of unconditional love begins in your heart, not in someone else's. Don't make your ability to love yourself conditional on someone else's ability to love you. Don't place your faith in the conditions that surround love or in the form in which it presents itself. For these are impermanent and subject to the vicissitudes of everyday life. Real love does not change. It exists independently of the form through which it expresses. The source of this eternal, omnipresent, formless, formless love is within you. This is where your faith must be placed, for this love is as certain as anything you will ever know. And once it is firmly established in your heart, you will never need to look for happiness outside of yourself. So I love that. Beautiful. I love that. Well, thanks for um, hanging with us, you guys, a few days late and technical difficulties. <laughs> episode three is done. So uh, I can't really say next week, but this week we'll be back Sunday nights, uh, God willing. But if anything comes up or whatever, we'll communicate with you guys and let you know. And again, if you want to contact us, we're on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash groups slash returning to love show. Um, Insta we're not on Instagram yet, but I'm thinking I'm going to make one this week. So if I do, okay. it'll also be returning to love on there. And you can email us at returning to love show at gmail.com. If you have any questions or any comments, go ahead and send them to us. We'd love to be able to address them on the next show. And that was all for tonight. Oh, also the podcast. We've been ripping the videos and um, making a podcast. And it's right now, we we just got uh, on iTunes. It's yeah, I was about to shout that out. <laughs> yeah, it took a few weeks to get approved over there, but it's finally on iTunes also. So you can find us on Stitcher, uh, Google Podcasts, iTunes, pretty much all your most popular platforms. And we're on there as Returning to Love show. Um, if you like us, please rate us. We very much appreciate it. And we'll talk to you guys again on Sunday. Good night. Bye, guys. Hey, this is Bria again. That was our show for tonight. Really hope you enjoyed. Again, I just wanted to give you guys the Facebook group name. If you want to join, it's Returning to Love Show. You can search for that or go to facebook.com slash group slash returning to love show and you guys can find us there and again all week we'll be posting in there things related to A Course in Miracles and then we do our live every Sunday at 7 p.m. Eastern. Hope you guys enjoyed tonight's show. If you do, please consider rating us and sharing us with your friends and hopefully we'll talk to you again next week. Thanks a lot.